0: This is Coast to Coast with Robert Ambrogi and J. Craig Williams, America's top web bloggers in the legal profession. And yes, they are attorneys, both of them. One from California, one from Massachusetts. You can only guess what will happen next. Coast to Coast is sponsored by Law.com, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to the Legal Talk Network. You're listening to Coast to Coast, the top-rated legal radio show on the Internet. I'm Craig Williams in Southern California.
2: And this is Bob Ambrogi in Massachusetts. I write the blog called Law Sites and another blog called Media
1: Law. Craig And I write a blog called May It Please the Court. But today we're going to be talking about sweeping proposals to change immigration laws from Congress and the president, and they've met with strong emotions from Americans everywhere.
2: It's a volatile issue. Millions of people have taken to the streets recently in many cities to show support for immigrants, whether legal or illegal.
1: And any legislation that's going to come down the pike is going to affect a lot of people. The estimates on just how many illegal immigrants are living in the United States vary, ranging from about 7 million from up to 20 million.
2: So today, Coast to Coast is going to take a look at uh, immigration law and uh, proposals for changing the law. Joining us today is one of the uh, uh, best-known immigration lawyers in the country, Greg Siskind. Uh, Greg is a founding partner of Siskind Susser in Memphis, uh, which you can find at VisaLaw.com, and he's been practicing immigration law since 1990. Welcome to the show, Greg.
1: Good to be here. Thanks. Our other expert is Monica Guizar. Monica is the Employment Policy Attorney at the National Immigration Law Center in Los Angeles, and she focuses on the legal issues that confront low-wage immigrant workers in the United States. Before joining the National Immigration Law Center in 2005, she worked as an associate with the law firm of Weinberg, Roger, and Rosenfeld, representing labor unions and workers, gaining extensive experience dealing with particular problems faced by immigrant workers. Welcome to the show, Monica.
3: Thanks
2: for having me on, Greg. Let's start with with the basics. Uh, uh, both uh, President Bush, of course, uh, laid out his proposal for immigration reform or immigration law changes this week, and uh, uh, the Senate is is debating its own package. Uh, what, what's on the table? What are the proposals being talked about right now?
4: Well, there's basically two different approaches that are being taken. Uh, the one is the House approach, and the other is a completely different approach being taken in the Senate. And it appears from the president's uh, address on Monday night that he's largely looking at an approach that's similar to the Senate. The House approach is basically, uh, focuses strictly on immigration enforcement. And it has uh, it's, it's a bill that has lots and lots of measures in it, but it's big. Uh, come notorious because of a couple of provisions uh, that are in there um, that have uh, that have worried a lot of folks, uh, including a provision that would criminalize um, being out of status in the u s. and another provision that would uh, also criminalize assisting immigrants by providing humanitarian aid such as uh, food and medicine. That uh, bill passed last December, um, and the Senate right now is acting on its own bill which has enforcement provisions a lot of which are similar to the uh, provisions that are on the house side doesn't contain those two controversial provisions i just mentioned but it's completely different in that it has a uh, it has an extensive legalization program uh, a guest worker program for people coming in the future and it um the, the, it also has a number of other provisions that deal with uh, with backlog reductions for people waiting years in line for green cards, et cetera. It's about a 615-page bill, and it really overturns uh, and changes a lot of uh, a lot of issues that have been festering for years in immigration law.
1: Well, Monica, being here in LA, I think you probably have a unique perspective on uh, what some real life stories of um, obstacles that immigrants face dealing
3: uh, with
1: life in the United States. Can you give us some situations that you've run across?
3: Well, I think uh, both as an immigration as, and as a labor lawyer, um, what undocumented immigrants face in this country really is just um, the exploitation that exists in this country. Um, as we know, there are very um, few rights that undocumented immigrants have in this country. Um, they have fewer rights than legal immigrants, fewer constitutional rights. And so that tends to lend to exploitation, specifically um, labor and employment expo- exploitation. And while undocumented workers do have some core rights that are fundamental to core American values that protect all workers in the United States, um, for example, labor and employment laws and discrimination laws, I think we, we hear many uh, stories of exploitation, of um, not being paid wages, of being housed, of basically horrendous conditions of involuntary servitude and just really awful exploitation, really egregious conditions.
2: Well, what would these reform packages do for those situations? I mean, do you see a need for uh, immigration law reform? Is reform the right word to apply to these packages, Monica?
3: I think definitely uh, there is a need for immigration reform, and there is no perfect proposal currently. Um, As Greg Siskin mentioned, There are two proposals. One is the Senate bill that has some very good provisions, such as the legalization provisions, but it also has some bad provisions within um, enforcement. There are other proposals, such as the House bill that was passed, that is just very, very bad. So definitely a good proposal would include reform um, that would reform the immigration law, that would really deal with realities of what the economic and social pressures are in this country, and that would provide a path to legalization that would not break up families um, and would be in tune with reality um, and the pressure of, uh, this would take pressure off of enforcement systems as well. So the law currently has serious, harsh enforcement systems in place, but with a realistic approach to reforming immigration law, creating a path to legalization, it would be unnecessary to create even harsher rules and in fact would make it easier to enforce the existing law.
2: And by a path to legalization, you're talking about a, an avenue for uh, people who are currently in the country illegally to to legalize their status. Correct. What about this question of temporary workers? Uh, President Bush raised this in his speech. Should there be uh, some provisions for workers to enter the United States on a temporary basis to uh, to work here? Well,
3: the issue with the temporary guest worker, I mean, definitely, it's sort of, from our perspective, the devil's in the details in that. Um, Guest worker programs in the past have not worked. Um, For example, the Bracero program failed in the United States. There are programs um, that exist in other countries that are not working. So any program um, that would include a temporary guest worker program would need to include three features that would not undermine standards and working conditions for workers presently in the U.S., and that would be having the ability for temporary workers to settle in the United States if, in fact, they establish ties here, um, have the ability for portability, which means that if employees are being exploited or abused, if their employers are violating um, U.S. laws, that they have the ability to change employers. And finally, that they have labor protections within these temporary worker plans um, that would protect not only the temporary workers, but also not undermine current conditions, standard and wa- standard working conditions for workers in the United States.
1: What rights do illegal immigrants have right now in the United States?
3: Well, as I mentioned, illegal immigrants or undocumented immigrants have few um, uh, rights in this country, and so therefore they're easily exploited. But um, certain rights that they do have are core to um, American values, such as the labor and employment rights. So all workers in the United States, regardless of immigration status, are protected by federal labor and employment laws, including anti-discrimination laws, um, as well as many states also uh, provide for protection of uh, state labor and employment laws for all workers, regardless of immigration status.
1: Craig, what's your experience with illegal immigrants that are caught crossing across the border? I mean, we've got 6,000 new immigrants. National guardsmen are going to be patrolling the border. Um, what's happening to them now?
4: Well, I think that there's been a continuous despite the fact that there have been a substantial increases over the years in the in the last several years in enforcement along the border as long as there is a push and a pull where there's a tremendous demand for people to come into this country that you can put walls up, you can put border patrol agents by the tens of thousands along the border, but as long as we don't have a system that allows people to come into the u.s. legally and we have this tremendous demand for people to come into this country because of jobs and because of problems in their home countries that you can throw all the resources you want at the border and you're not going to solve the problem which is why i think that the president is correct that the immigration system needs to be addressed in a comprehensive manner you need to have both border enforcement but you also have to have a means that's a realistic means for people to be able to come into the u.s. legally for employers to be able to legally employ those workers and that, uh, and, I, and I think that the point that was just made is absolutely correct, that you are uh, going to have tremendous, a tremendous reduction in pressure at the border if you don't have, uh, in fact, all the people that are trying to come in illegally. Uh, it's only a lot easier to protect our border against the bad guys, the, uh, the, the ones that you certainly see in the news, the terrorists and such, if we can focus on that task and don't have to worry at the same time about uh, all the uh, undocumented workers coming into the country.
1: How hard is it to legally come into the country?
4: It's really hard. I mean, I think that the, uh, the one of the m- most common myths that you see uh, see stated over and over again or hear stated over and over again in this whole debate is that uh, they don't have a problem, folks that don't have a problem with uh, with immigration, just illegal immigration, and that people just abided by the rules and came in legally, they would be just fine. And I think the point that people are missing when they make that argument is that there really is no legal way realistic way for most of these employers and employees to come uh to come into the country legally and for employers to sponsor them. Uh right now we have a we do actually have a very small guest worker program that's called the H two B visa. That's limited to uh just Um, I I think it's 55,000 a year, and that program is really only available for certain seasonal workers um, and workers coming in for very short uh, assignments, like uh, you're talking about ski ski resort uh, workers in Colorado and those kinds of jobs, but it really is not a guest worker program. Uh, employers that want to try and bring in those kinds of workers have to use the green card process, and they're looking right now at about a six- to eight-year wait in a queue to bring in those kinds of workers, which I don't know if you've hired lately, but you don't usually want to wait six to eight years for your worker to be able to get to the U.S. So there really is no realistic legal way for most of these workers to come to the U.S. right now, and that's uh, that's going to have to change if we're going to address this problem
2: what about the workers who are already here in this country greg what what is your what would your approach be to the uh, those who are already here illegally
4: well i think that we have to recognize that they uh, especially for a lot of these folks that have been here for years i have people come into my office who have been you know some some of them are uh, are adults and they came in when they were little kids so i mean you're not talking necessarily about uh, people that just got over that just came over here but i think that the approach of having a A system for people to uh, earn legalization over a period of time is is a great idea. Um, I I think that some of the uh, ideas that have been floated so far, uh, where there has to be a uh, there has to uh, the folks that are looking to legalize wouldn't get their final status until everybody that's already in line, uh, or most of those folks have already had a chance to uh, to go through their status, as well as fair. Um, But I do think that uh, that any approach that basically will leave a large segment of the population still in undocumented status. It's just putting off a problem for uh, years down the road. And, and that's, the, that's the mistake, I think, that was made in 1986. It just dealt with that group at the time uh, that, uh, that was here out of status, but not even the entire group, a portion of that group uh, who had been here before a certain date, and that uh, the assumption was everybody says that the uh, 1986 didn't work and we shouldn't repeat the same mistakes again. I think they're missing the point that 1986 was not comprehensive immigration reform. It was just addressing the uh, one segment of the population that was here at that time. It didn't deal with uh, with having any kind of changes down the road for allowing employers to be able to bring workers in legally, and this is a lot of those mistakes, I think, are being addressed in this legislation.
1: Monica, what's the Bracero Program?
3: The Bracero Program was a program, um, I believe it was in the 1930s, if I'm not mistaken, um, that allowed for Mexican temporary workers to come to the United States to work um, in this country. And that program uh, basically failed miserably. It provided um, no meaningful path for um, families of, of these workers to, to legalize and um it really was not um, something that
4: worked for the United States, and a lot of the labor protections that you know we take for granted as far as U.S. workers uh, now didn't apply to the bracero workers back then. I think that there's pretty much universal agreement from from all sides of the political spectrum that the bracero program uh, had problems and didn't work.
2: Greg, you mentioned the the Senate proposal is, I think you said, 600 and something pages long. Um, it, and in, in it sounds like, from what you said, that and you are getting longer.
4: You, <laughs> they just and passed and several amendments in the last twenty-four hours.
2: Well, it, it sounds from what you said that that uh, you like some of what you see in that proposal. What about concerns uh, with the bill? Is there anything in the bill that that you uh, would oppose or, or are strongly concerned about?
4: Um, most of the provisions in there, I think. Um, I, I think are probably about as good as you're going to get. I don't think realistically, I, I think that my biggest concerns are probably on the due process proposals. Um, there's been a trend uh, since the 1996 immigration act of, of slowly, uh, of slowly um, chipping away at due process rights for immigrants. And there have been, uh, there, there are, there are sections of the bill that further reduce rights to the courts. Um, the, I think that some of those proposals are uh, are overreaching. Uh there had been uh had been taken out, it's been added back in but uh and, and taken out and added in again the uh, language that would uh, consolidate all federal appeals in the DC circuit court uh which um I think would be a really bad idea. It would uh, clog that court up and also I think that it say it would cause tremendous uh access problems for people that don't uh, that, that aren't in that part of the country. Um so yeah there are there are sections in there, I think overall though, uh, you know when you sort of weigh would you rather would you like the immigration system a lot better if this law passed versus what it is now? I would say I would certainly take uh, take what we take the bill as opposed to not having anything at all I just uh,
3: have one thing to add. in fact, I think actually the bill that is pending before the Senate does include many punitive provisions in addition to the due process concerns that Greg highlighted that, in fact, may prevent many undocumented workers from obtaining um, lawful status. Um, Specifically, there are offenses related to document fraud, new document fraud offenses that could potentially apply to workers who have come into this country, are working here, and have presented um, false documents um, to their employer and have filled out their I-9 form, which is the document that an employer needs to complete when... um, the employer verifies and uh, that the employee is authorized to work. Uh, these documents could have been used, are fraudulent documents, and in fact then the new provisions of the Act would adversely affect these individuals and make them ineligible for any relief. So I think there are still many concerns within the compromise bill that would be detrimental and and very harsh and... Really would prevent many undocumented workers in this country from adjusting their status.
1: How do the concerns about terrorism play into immigration? I mean, are they legitimate concerns, and are, do we need to shut down our borders even tighter to deal with that, or is it something that's just a, is it a red herring?
4: I I think to I mean I think certainly the concerns are legitimate, but to the extent that they, but there's a lot of folks out there who try and play on those concerns to avoid dealing with the. Uh, Dealing with rational and reasonable uh, changes to the immigration system, I think that the uh, that we do we have over the last five years uh, done a lot to address a lot of the concerns that that stem from nine eleven and from before that and i don 't know necessarily that uh, that all these uh, i think to some extent uh, having a uh, a, a, a guess worker system and a legalization program that allow people to actually come into the u s legally as opposed to sneaking across uh, and, and trying to enter the U.S. illegally, um, I think we have a much safer country at that point when the, uh, when the Border Patrol can actually focus on looking for the real, uh, the real bad guys as opposed to the millions of people that we're talking about in this legislation that are just hardworking people that want to contribute to the country.
1: I've heard some propose an amnesty program. Is there any merit to that?
4: well i think that, that and it's interesting because this is the question the the, the term that seems to really set uh, to set folks off and just this morning senator McCain uh gave an entire speech about just the that question about using the term amnesty uh and what it means and whether the uh that's uh, it's a term that's uh, meant to inflame passions uh but i i personally i think that the uh that if you actually look at the provisions that are in the bill as far as how somebody gets from the point where they are now, to the point of eventually getting citizenship, uh, it is by is no me, by no means an easy path. It's it's a path that for some of these folks, is going to take well over ten years, and possibly a lot longer than that, to actually be sworn in as citizens. Um, you have substantial penalties. The uh, the penalty, I believe, and uh, Michelle, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a, it's a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. I said, for at the end per person. In which, if you're talking about a family. Um, you know, that's, that's earning not too high o- over the minimum wage. You're talking about a, uh, a major penalty. You have uh, back taxes that have to be paid. You have to, uh, go, through, uh, if, if to go through English classes. Um, you have to go through security clearances. It is a, uh, it's not an easy path for these folks, and they don't actually get to start uh, down that path until most of the backlog is cleared out of people who are currently in the system. So I have problems with using the term amnesty. I think an amnesty implies that somebody is after this bill passes, somebody can just walk down to the immigration service and apply and get a green card instantly. That's not what's going to be happening.
3: Well, not not only that, the the proposed legislation, the earned path to legalization, would also um, prevent certain individuals um, from becoming from adjusting their status and becoming lawful permanent residents and United States citizens if, for example, they have been convicted of serious criminal offenses. So there will be uh, stringent background checks and definitely, as Greg mentioned, a path for integration, you know, a path for these undocumented workers to be integrated into society to learn English and um, become um, to fully participate in American society. So definitely it's not an amnesty that just gives... Um, full reign for any undocumented person in this country to become a United States citizen.
2: We're going to take a short break. Stay with us, and we will be back in 60 seconds.
0: We invite you to visit Law.com for timely legal news and in-depth resources. From daily headlines to practice-specific updates, Law.com provides up-to-date information to those working in the legal profession. As part of its coverage, Law.com is proud that J. Craig Williams' blog, May It Pleased the Court, and Robert Ambrogi's blog, Law Sites, are part of its blog network. Don't wait any longer. Visit Law.com today and get free subscriptions of our Newswire newsletter with the top legal stories of the day. Or sign up for a free trial subscription to one of our practice center sections. Coast to Coast is produced by the Legal Talk Network and a staff of broadcast professionals. If you have an idea for a topic or a show, we want to hear from you. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and send us an email. If you found us in the podcast library of iTunes, thanks for listening. Check out some of our other shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com and become a member. It's free. A video settlement documentary can be the most powerful and persuasive way to bring about a speedy settlement in your client's case. The Boston Media Group has a staff of television professionals with 20 years' experience writing and producing compelling stories just like the ones you've seen on 60 Minutes or Dateline. We put a human face on the lawsuit with compelling interviews, dramatizations, and visual presentations of the facts. Think of it as a video-opening argument that will compel the attorneys on the other side to settle. Call us for a consult at 800-317-5221. That's 800-317-5221. Or check out our website at bostonmediagroup.com. Welcome
2: back to Coast to Coast. This is Bob Ambrogi.
1: And I'm Craig Williams. We're discussing proposed changes in immigration laws. Uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask Monica is there's a proposal here in Orange County to deputize um, the Orange County sheriffs and some city policemen to be able to uh, enforce immigration laws and deport uh, illegal immigrants to uh, other countries, and particularly I think in Mexico is the main issue that they're concerned about here. But there's some uh, feedback or some discussion about does that mean now that people are going to be able to have um, unlawful stops and pretextual stops to be able to pull people over and then you know, find out if they're illegal and deport them? What should, have you heard of that, and what's your reaction to the program?
3: We have heard of that and, in fact, have. Um, are the executive director of our office in Los Angeles has been working um, with the ACLU in Southern California on this issue, and from our perspective, definitely, State and local law enforcement of immigration law is bad for many reasons. Um, on the on the one hand, um, state and local law enforcement is not trained to to handle um, immigration law. And while while the government insists that they will train state and local law enforcement to be able to enforce the immigration laws, they're not trained as <clears throat> as immigration agents are, as ICE agents are. Um, the other issue that is that raises concern is one really of resources. I mean, state and State um, and local law enforcement, and particularly in Orange County, the Orange County Sheriff's—they—they have—they um, lack the resources currently, perhaps to enforce just general criminal laws um, within their communities. So it raises concerns of safety um, and and resources to protect the communities that they police. Um, oh. Another well, Mike, I'm going to have to
1: interrupt you on that one and differ with you a little bit. From what I understand, Orange County is the safest county in the country, and some of the cities are listed in the top ten safest cities in the country. So how could they not have the resources?
3: Well, the, the other issue is, in fact, uh, that by creating uh, this local law enforcement of immigration laws, you also chill um, the people from coming forward and reporting crimes. So while... Um, there may be uh, statistics as you state that, in fact, Orange County is some of the safest, safest areas or safest cities um, in Orange County. The fact of the matter is that individuals may fear coming forward, whether documented or undocumented, coming forward to report abuses, to report crime um, in, in their neighborhoods for fear of immigration enforcement either to themselves, to family members, and to friends. So that, that's another concern. I mean, definitely... A final concern that we have is definitely racial profiling, um, that in fact only individuals who appear to be um, of Latin American descent will be um, stopped, that there will be pretextual stops, that there will be violations of um, constitutional rights, and, and definitely racial profiling.
4: Can I chime in about something? Uh, I mean, that's related to that. That here in a different kind of city in Memphis, Tennessee, which is pretty, it, which is your typical American mid-sized city, uh, there have been major problems in our community with uh, the Latino community, and there are about a hundred thousand of them in our metro area, uh, being specifically targeted as uh, for crimes uh, because the sense is that uh, uh, that they don't report the crimes that they want to stay uh, off the radar screen, and so they're easy victims. And I think anything that uh, in our community, uh, we've been trying to work to try and reach out to those, uh, to those crime victims because it has a wider effect on the whole community. If, it's, uh, if those crime victims are not attended to, then the crime just spreads and gets worse throughout the entire community. And anything that uh, tends to create a wedge between the police and the Latino community in our city doesn't make any of the rest of us safer.
3: Well, not only not only that. If they are witnesses to a crime, they will be less likely to come forward, perhaps, and 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 come forward with to law enforcement with whatever they have observed if if they have been witness to a serious crime in their community for fear of immigration enforcement. And like I said, not only to themselves if they're legal permanent residents or U.S. citizens, but perhaps to friends or family members that they fear. Um, may suffer immigration consequences
2: but is is it the issue that this whole law enforcement approach to immigration reform just hasn 't worked, and, and that's that 's why the House bill is, is makes no sense i mean it 's basically trying to just toughen the borders and it 's analogous to the whole war on drugs, and the whole idea of just cracking down on drugs has not worked to to stem the tide of drugs in this country
4: well, I think that 's exactly right. I think the drug ana- the drug war analogy is is a very apt analogy for this and if we want to really deal with the problem of drugs in this country I think most people agree you have to deal with it comprehensively and deal with the addict uh, in treating the addiction as well as stopping the drugs from coming into the country well it's not that different uh, with immigration law where if you really want to stop illegal immigration um, and you want to stop all the problems associated with illegal immigration, and you address it. You try well, let's take the
1: drug to... analogy and apply that then to this situation in dealing with the addict. Why don't we just simply register illegal immigrants and say, okay, fine, you're registered, here you are, we know you're here, and you're on the path toward working toward citizenship. What's wrong with that?
4: As far as well, I mean, I think to some I mean, there's
1: extent, no pretextual stops. There's no there's no fear of reporting crimes if everyone is just simply registered.
4: Well, I think that's, that's I think that's one of the major benefits that will happen as a result of what's being proposed in the center right now. If most of those people are in fact able to get legal status, and I think that the point that was raised before about whether some provisions will keep a lot of people out is valid. But if most of the people uh, that are in this country now out of status or able to achieve legal status, I think it does and It does help a lot as far as addressing that point you just made with, uh, regarding the uh, crime going down and people not fearing reporting crimes and the police uh, not uh, being perceived as the enemy of the uh, Latino community.
1: Well, we've covered some pretty wide-ranging topics here today. Uh, Monica, well, let's have you wrap up with some final big-picture issues that you think need to be addressed in the immigration area.
3: Well, definitely from our perspective, um, big picture is that There's definitely a need for immigration reform. Um, The law that was passed in 1986 that included Amnesty did did not correct the situation with immigration law. It did not really deal with reality, and the reality is that based on social and economic pressures in this country and also in the home countries of many undocumented immigrants, there is a need for immigration reform, a need that is in tune with reality, with a path to legalization, and this would take pressure off of the enforcement systems and, in fact, make it even easier um, and for the uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement to enforce existing laws. Greg, what are your thoughts?
4: Well, I think that I'm... I've been very pleased overall with a lot of what we've seen on the Senate side. I, I, I certainly don't think it's a perfect piece of legislation, but this is one of the examples of where the perfect is probably the enemy of the good. Uh, we will not get a perfect piece of legislation that solves all of the, all of the problems, and it's not going to be one that satisfies uh, everybody on on both sides of the issue. But I think it is a major step forward in addressing a problem that, uh, that hasn't been seriously looked at in this country in 20 years, and I'm hopeful that uh, we'll see some progress on it in the next few weeks.
2: Well, thanks to both of you for participating in
4: today's show. Uh, Greg, I wonder if
2: you want to tell our listeners how they can find you or more about your firm.
4: Sure. We've had a uh, a website on immigration law for now 12 years, and it's www.visalaw.com. And people who want to keep up with what's going on on the legislation on a day-to-day basis might want to check out the blog that we have on our website uh, where every time an amendment passes or something significant is going on in the legislation, they can see exactly what's happening.
2: And, Monica, how about you? Does, your,
3: does the National Immigration Law
2: Center have a website, or how can people yes, find you? Yes,
3: definitely. The National Immigration Law Center provides um, technical support to attorneys, immigrant worker advocates, Um, and provides um, information to labor unions um, as well as um, conducts actual federal policy work. And you can find information on pending legislation, updates on what's happening in the Senate, as well as advice for immigration attorneys, public benefit attorneys, and um, labor and employment attorneys at www.nilc.org.
2: Well, thank you again to both of you for participating in it's been today's a pleasure. show. It's been a good conversation and we've learned a lot.
3: Great. Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks very
1: much. And Bob, I guess we will talk to you next week.
2: That's right, Craig. Talk to you next week.
1: And uh, that'll wrap it up for Coast to Coast.
0: Thanks for listening to Coast to Coast with Robert Ambroji and J. Craig Williams. Coast to Coast has been sponsored by Law.com. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network.